NFL Week 3 preview with Colin Quinlan. We break down and pick five games against the spread. We talk about over-unders. We'll also review Week 2 and give our uh, thoughts about some teams so far. And then the second part of the podcast, we review the movie Malignant. Uh, definitely a first for the podcast. Uh, full spoiler alert, if you intend to watch this movie, do not listen to the second part of the podcast. If you're interested in hearing Cullen and I go back and forth about a horror movie, then by all means, please listen to that piece as well. Uh, so, let's get to it. Welcome to Your Best Bet, reviewing week two of the NFL season. Uh, we got five games here we're going to discuss. I, last week, uh, reviewing week one with Tim, I, I called it overreaction from week one. And, and I think maybe I had some overreactions to the overreactions, crazy enough, from, uh, from what we saw in week two. Um, the NFL is completely unpredictable, and um, but it's also fascinating to watch. And, and I have a hot take already. I don't know if there's any great team this year, and we'll talk about that tonight with our guests, Cullen Quinlan. Cullen, good to have you back. I think this is your fourth appearance from what I've counted, and uh, you haven't came on to talk football since last fall. So good to have you back. How are you, sir? Thanks, Phil. It's good to be back. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Um, I think last time we talked football, I think I went, I think I went three and two with my picks. So I told you I'm obviously going to go five and zero this week, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, so I've gone two and three and two and three the first two weeks. Uh, you know, it's not exactly what I wanted, but I haven't bombed uh, any weeks um, so far. I don't think I've hit my parlay of the week either week, but uh, you know, so far through two weeks, I, I think there's been some things that we've expected. We expected the Rams to be a good team and they have been, we've expected the bucks to continue what they did at the end of last season. They've done that. Um, Kansas city, you know, they have had some trouble so far. I mean, they legitimately could be Owen two, if not for a fourth quarter comeback against Cleveland. Um, your Colts are in a real tough spot. Um, we'll get to them. My yeah. bears are, my bears are just, the leadership is, is, is gross. I hate it, but, my man is starting this week. Justin Fields will be starting. Uh, what are some other takes you've had so far in the season? Anything you want to pile on with, with what I just talked about there? First, I, I, when I heard the Justin Fields news, I was very happy for you. I, th- I thought you would be pumped about that. So hopefully the Bears can kind of turn it around. Um, second, the Colts are trash. Just trash. I, um, I, it's, not, it's pretty com- uh, common knowledge. I'm not a Carson Wentz fan, but um, obviously I'll still root for the Colts. But he can't stay healthy. I think it's just already proven. And I'm not a sold on East. East how do you get, how do you like get two, two sprained ankles? I, never I don't heard. know. Don't see that happen very often. Is, there's like people in life that you've come across that are just like clumsy and, and like yeah. they find a way to get hurt no matter what. I think that's Carson Wentz. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's got talent, sure, but I don't know. I don't, I mean, 0 2, I mean, 
I'd be happy if they get close to 500, but I just don't even know if I see it happening. Well, so. and, and their next three are really, really tough. Uh, yes. th- I mean, there, there's a path where they might be 0-5 or 1-4, and, and it's an uphill climb. And, and one, one more thing about Carson, he, he's got a feel of a little bit of uh, my guy Jay Cutler in him. A lot of talent can, I mean, you can really make some, some wow plays and then just turnovers usually are a backbreaker. And that was always a thing with Jay. And um, so there's, there's a little bit of Jay shining through with him. Um, what else about uh, the NFL so far? Like I said, the chiefs, um, you can, they're the worst run defense in the league. You can run on them and we'll talk about their game later. Um, you know, I don't know if this is, this is going to be a complete, um, you know, uh, like situation where they could just outscore everyone the whole way. Um, I mean, they're going to have to put up 35, 40 points a game. It looks like. Yeah. I'll, here's a hot take right now. The chiefs won't make it to the uh, AFC championship. That's my bull prediction. So I think they're going to be knocked out the round before that. Um, but like you kind of said, I, there's not, I mean, I know it's only week three, but there's not really a great, great team that's standing out to me right now. I guess maybe the bucks, but I mean, Tom Brady's like 75 years old. He's got to slow down eventually. So uh, he's not doing it yet, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here and what's going on in green Bay. I can't tell what, I mean, they get smoked and then they beat the Lions. So are they good? Are they not? What, you know, are the bears going to beat them? We'll see. I don't know. No, no, they never do. <laughs> um, yeah. So Tim and I talked last week about Brady, how I think it's, kind of underplayed how ridiculous this is. Um, he threw yeah. for five, five touchdowns this last week. So I think that's eight now so far through two games. I mean, I wonder if he's I seriously like, he's like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to try to break the touchdown record. There's an extra game built in this season. Um, yeah. I'm going to go for Peyton's record of, was it 55? I think. Um, 355. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if, you know, Brady's just like, well, this is like the last thing I got to do now is break this record. Um, you know, some other surprising things, the Raiders have won, you know, two games, they're two and oh, um, uh, what else? The bills, they came back last week, you know, to, yeah. to look like what they've, we expected them to be. Um, so there's, again, with the NFL and especially betting the NFL, it is so freaking hard to get a beat on, uh, this thing from week to week because, these teams are so close and, you know, you take a team like the Texans who we know are going to be really, yeah. really bad this year, but you know, week one, they, they, they came out and surprised the Jaguars and then they hung around against the Browns last week. And then of course, Tyrod gets hurt. And now what are they going to be going forward? But my point is right. even, even the bad teams can hang around and cover the spreads in, the, in these games, especially if they get to double digits. So um, if you're listening and you're betting, uh, good luck and, and try to stay away from the parlays as much as possible. That has been my problem. So I, I said at the uh, week one with when Cody was on, I said, I'm, I'm going to try to do 90 percent straight bets and, and 10 percent parlays because it's it's going to be impossible this this year. It feels like to get parlays right. Um, right. Hit on parlay. Yeah. So let's get to the, the first game uh, that we're going to talk about this week. Um I think it's maybe the game of the week. It's the Chargers at the Chiefs. Um, This game is at Kansas City. It's going off uh, with the Chiefs' favor by six and a half, over or under at 55. Um, I'll give you my first impression of this game is that's too many points. Um, I think the Chargers 
lost the game they should have won against the Cowboys. Um, we saw Herbert. Um, he throw threw a pick in the end zone. They had some things happen late in that game that that caused them lose them to lose by a field goal. And conversely, you have the Chiefs who, like I mentioned earlier, they, they cannot stop the run for anything. Uh, week one, Chubb tore them up. And then last week, Lamar had over 100 yards. And then, you know, the, uh, the Ravens running back, I think Williams, Tyshawn Williams, he had 60, 70 yards. So you can run on these guys. And I, I don't know if Austin Eckler is the guy to, to, you know, to do that. But we know the Chargers can move the ball. We know they're an offensive team. Um, and in a division game, I still think Herbert's going to, even if they don't win, you know, keep them in the game long enough to cover six and a half. Your thoughts? You know, um, you made a lot of good points about the Chiefs could easily be 0-2, and they're not looking as sharp as they did the last couple of years. But when we go out of limb, I'm going to say they are going to cover here. I think they really don't want to fall to 1-2, and um, and I think they're just going to make a statement this game and win by – I'm even going to say, I'm going to cover the spread. So probably by seven or so, but I'm going to take it away by double digits. So wow. I just feel like Patrick Mahomes going to be a little upset about that loss. Um, you know, it wasn't his fault on the fumble at the end of that last game, but I think he's going to just come out firing and him and Tyree kill and Kelsey are just going to make a statement this game to say, Hey, we're still here. Um, again, I know I predicted they won't make the AFC championship game, but I think they're going to bounce yeah. back this week. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust Herbert yet, even though he's a good young stud. I just don't know if I can trust him. You know, I think they split last year, if I'm not mistaken. That was going to be my question: was is where you are with uh, with with Justin Herbert? I, I think I mentioned a couple times last year. He's the one guy in the league that makes the most Mahomes-like throws. I think um, there was this throw last week. I, I think he probably threw it 55 yards in the air from the opposite hash to the far sideline. I mean. 45, 50 yards down the field. Um, I still think his ceiling is really, really high. Um, I don't know if I put him ahead of guys like Kyler necessarily, but besides Mahomes, there's an argument that Herbert is the guy you'd want uh, running your team, I think. Yeah, he's really fun to watch. I mean, I I do think, like you said, he's got a crazy amount of talent. Um, But I just – you're right, they should have beat the Cowboys last week. Um, so I think they'll come out firing too, but I just think the Chiefs just have too much firepower. I don't know if I don't know if Herbert can keep up with them, but we'll see. Like you said, if Eckler can run on them and make it a game, but I'm predicting no. The over under at 55. That's a really big number. Um, I think in a division game, I, I I was gonna lean toward the under, but I, I like I like how confident you are in the over. You're expecting a, a shootout, which wouldn't be a shock. Um, I'm going to go the other way. I think this is a pros versus Joe situation that all, all the Joes will be on the over. Um, I'm not necessarily right. insinuating I'm a pro, but I will go with the pro side, the pro side, which yeah. would be the under here. I, I, I just see a lower, not low scoring, but 28, 24, you know, you know, something like right. that where it's in the low fifties. Um, I'll take away my chances with that one. Next game. I had it on my list. There it is. The New Orleans Saints, led by uh, my guy, Jameis, uh, at the New England Patriots. Uh, this game is going off with the Patriots, favored by two and a half. Um, I thought this would be three. Uh, you know, the token home team uh, gets the three points. So I think Vegas right. sees 
the Saints is about a half point better, which is interesting. And the, the over-under here is incredibly low, 42 and a half. Um, so, Colin, you know, week one, we remember what the Saints did to the Packers, embarrassed Aaron Rodgers. You had Aaron Rodgers on the sideline looking like William H. Macy. I don't know if you saw those comparisons with his hair um, from Shameless. It was uncanny. It was uncanny. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, he looks just like William H. Macy, <laughs> and he's like 65, right? Yeah. Uh, um, and, and Rogers was looking really old that week. I don't know what it was. Um, yeah, he looked, he just not, not look ready. <laughs> and so then the, the, the Saints follow that up with just laying a complete egg against Carolina, who might be good, might be pretty good. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they were never in the game. Jameis looked really bad. I mean, I think they've only averaged just over 200 yards in, in both the first two games. Uh, the Patriots took it to the Jets last week. I don't think anyone was shocked about that. They made Zach Wilson look really bad. Um, sure. It does make me feel good. I did. I don't know if you listened to one of the, any of the preseason shows, Colin, but I, I put a preseason bet on Zach Wilson to lead the NFL in interceptions. Yeah. And I'll just remind everyone that he now has um, six through two games. Um, so what was the over on that? It, it was just to lead the NFL in interceptions. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. So I'm hoping he throws 20 and we'll see where yeah, that I lies. I think he'll win that one. I think you yeah, I feel decent. I feel decent because there's no one they can put in. Uh, yeah. You know, if his season goes off the rails. Um, so the Patriots, though, Mac Jones is, you know, I think he's solid. You know, I think maybe a little bit has uh, too much has been made about what he's done. I think, you know, it's very game manager type. Uh, playing what he's done. It's been fine for a rookie. Um, they didn't necessarily set the world on fire last week against the Jets offensively. I think that was mainly a defensive um, a football game. And for me, actually, I want to start with you. Let's, what are your thoughts on this game? Which which way are you headed? Well, that was uh, interesting. The, the over-under, you said 42 or something like that. Is that what it was? 42 and a half. Yeah. Low. Um, but the more you talk about it, more I think about it. I do think it actually, I'm going to go on the the under there, um, Belichick, you know, he's great with, I know James is not a rookie quarterback, but he is one prone to mistakes and interceptions. So yeah, I feel like that's going to happen um, at some point or another, probably in a big part of the game. Um, so, uh, and like I said, Mac Jones is a good game manager. I'm going to guess it's going to be like, yeah, like 20, 22 to 20, something like that, right at that number. But I don't see James going into New England and beating Belichick. I just, don't know if he ever has. I don't know, but I just don't see it happening. Um, so I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. Um, and I do think it's going to be a low-scoring low battle. I'm with you. I, I uh, You know, Jameis, Jameis versus Belichick. I mean, you know, come on. We can't. Yeah. We can't, we can't really go with Jameis there. It, I mean, this is a great matchup of, of two Hall of Fame head coaches, uh, you know, Sean Payton and, and Bill Belichick. So that's, that's, that's a cool – um, you know, kind of vibe for this game, but I, I don't know what to think about the Saints. I was not huge on them going into the season. You know, the week one against the Packers, it was probably easy to overreact and be like, "Hey, this is the same system, same team, except you're changing the quarterbacks." And oh, you actually got a guy that can throw the ball down the field, unlike Drew Brees in the last couple of years. But um, Jameis can be Jameis. He's really hot and cold. Uh, like yeah. you said, he likes to throw the ball to the other team quite a bit, um, and. You know, Kamara hasn't really gotten going yet. They don't have, you know, with Michael Thomas out, they don't have a lot of depth at receiver. Um, I still don't get the Taysom Hill obsession. Uh, <laughs> I don't either. And I, I, he's got to be like Sean Payton's, like, you know, 
kid or something, you know, it's like, right. he's related, he's related to him in some fashion. It's kind of like Matt Nagy with Andy Dalton, like Andy Dalton's got to be like his step kid or something. As much as he has made all these promises to Andy fucking Dalton. I'm so, he does love him. He I'm so over Matt Nagy. Um, yeah. So I'm with you. I'll lay the two and a half, take the Patriots at home. Um, I, I think this team long-term is a playoff team. Uh, the Patriots I'm talking about, um, they're not going to wow you on offense. They're going to do just enough. Mac Jones will protect the football probably all season, you know, and uh, the defense will lead this team. So I'll lay the two and a half. I'll stay away from the over and under. I don't, I just don't, I don't feel good either way uh, on that one. Um, Fair enough. Next game. Uh, probably, well, this, this could be the game of the week. There's two great games this week. Um, it's it's the Super Bowl champ Bucks at the Los Angeles Rams. This is a four twenty five game. Um, the Rams are home dogs by uh, one and a half, so they're getting one and a half points at home. Over under, and this one's also fifty five. Another big number. Um, is there anything you've seen from either one of these teams so far that has surprised you? I, I, we talked about the Rams and the Bucks a little bit. Just they're kind of both rolling. I, I don't know if the Rams played great last week against the Colts. I think they were kind of fortunate to get by due to some of the Colts' inability to score in the red zone. Um, and then yeah. Carson Wentz, you know, you know, given you know, like we mentioned, giving them some some plays that he shouldn't have. Um, where, where's your lean in this game? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that the the Bucks are favored there, um, being at the Rams. But, but I don't know what to think of Stafford if he's you know if he's just was with the Lions always with a terrible team, a terrible system, and now he's you know in a good team, good system. I mean, he's playing pretty well. Um, but then again, like we talked about before, you know, Tom Brady just doesn't doesn't age, doesn't slow down. So I think it's got to happen at some point. You know, <laughs> it's just got to happen. So I'm gonna take, to. I'm gonna take the yeah, I'm going to take the Rams to, to win. And so, obviously, you know, win outright. Um, yep. The over-under, I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be a, actually a, you know, battle here. But, um, like, 28-23 or something like that. But I think the Rams are going to win. Um, Brady's going to get rattled by, you know, Aaron Donald and uh, maybe Jalen Ramsey might pick him off here. You never know and talk some shit. So, we'll see what yeah. happens. The Rams money line, so that's probably a smart play if you like the Rams. Just, you know, don't take them to cover the one and a half. Just take them to win the game outright. Uh, that's at plus 110, so so plus money there. I'm with you. I'm going to side with you again. Uh, I like the Rams in this game. Take the home team. Um, the Bucks. They they have had two games where, you know, arguably the, the team they're playing is, is not nearly as good. Week one against the Cowboys, hell of a game, but – Really, I think the Bucks are much better than the Cowboys, but they let them hang around that game. And then even last week against the Falcons, that was a that was a I think a three point game late in the third quarter before yeah. Matt Ryan threw, you know, two uh, pick sixes and that game got out of hand. But I think the Buccaneers secondary has some huge question marks, um, and I think that's been shown through the first two games. That, uh, we saw what CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper did week one. Um, I think that that's that's clearly the weak point of their team, with especially their defense. And we know uh, Sean McVay's scheme can uh, really expose uh, weak secondaries. We saw it against the Bears in week one, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and the Rams, I don't, I don't, again, Week one against the Bears, the Bears actually kind of drove the ball up and down the field. Montgomery had a big game. And then last week, 
the Colts had no problem moving the ball on them either. So I don't know if I've been overly impressed with them either. And can I talk about Stafford for a second? Um, Please. So I did put a, a preseason MVP bet on him. And that's because his number was good. And I thought the situation was great that he was going into. Um, uh, I thought he was going to put up big numbers, uh, great weapons, great head coach, great scheme. Everything was just going to line up. And a big part of the MVP is your team's got to be good. You can't, you can't be eight and 10 and uh, that wouldn't even be the record eight, and nine. Sorry. You can't be eight, eight, and nine and win the MVP of the NFL. It's just not, and, and really that's with any sport. And I think in the NBA, what we saw Russell Westbrook win with the thunder when they were not good. I mean, they were like a six seed, uh, but that's the year he averaged a triple double. Um, right. So it's just not often in sports where the MVP is from a mediocre team. It's going to be a team that's high, like a one seed, two seed. And I think the Rams are going to end up with maybe the one seed or two seed in the NFC. So that was why I took the bet on Stafford. However, um, the love for Stafford's gone a, a little far, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Bears gave him two long touchdowns in the first game. I mean, the secondary literally was broken. Uh, Eddie right. Jackson fell asleep in that game and, and, you know, they gave him 150 free yards, two touchdowns. Um, and they, I thought he had some mistakes in the Colts game. He will give you a couple yeah. balls every now and then. Um, with that said though, I still like the Rams in this game. I, I like, uh, I, I think in a close game, you take the home team. I think these teams are, are probably the two best teams in the NFC. So I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I will also hit the under as well. Nice, agreeing here. All right, I know. I feel I feel like good synergy so far. You know, real, yeah, real. <laughs> yeah. Um, next game, it is the Sunday night game. This one's good too. Um, it's it's the Packers at the Niners. Uh, this one is the number that you think would be Niners by three, over under at fifty and a half points. So the Packers come back after after laying an egg in week one, and they they take care of the Lions after a rough first half. Rodgers is back. Everyone's feeling good. Um, You know, and last week I I went against the Niners um, at Philadelphia. I I just thought I was impressed with Philly. I was impressed with Jalen Hurts. But 49ers did a really nice job in that game. Um, Rough rough opening quarter, but after that they really took control of the game. I still don't know how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. I, obviously, he's the best option for this team, which is a Super Bowl caliber roster. Um, you know, Trey Lance is not going to get them to where they need to be this season, but Jimmy G could. He's just—I just don't know how I feel about him. Do you have, do you have an opinion about Jimmy? Yeah, I'm not sold on him, but I think you're right. I think right now, I think he's the best option. But I mean, heck, he got to a Super Bowl you know, two years ago, which is just crazy. But I mean, I know he's more of a game manager there, and our defense carried him big time, but. Um, yeah. can I talk about Aaron Rodgers though? What a smug, Absolutely. cocky son of a biscuit, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I am not a fan, even though he looks like one of my brothers, uh, Sean, but um, <laughs> he, does. I, he does, yeah. So, I don't know, I think he's always complaining, always saying, Oh, why is everybody talking about this? Who said that? I'm like, you, you said you're gonna have 50 50 that you're gonna retire this year, so of course, people are gonna talk about you, you're the reigning MVP, and, and they get you know, smoked the first game, so. Speaking of being smoked, I believe having the Niners smoked uh, Green Bay the past few times they've played. So um, yeah. I'm going to continue on that trend. I just think uh, Shanahan has Rodgers' number, and I just feel like they're going to fall behind early. And that's when Rodgers kind of gets that 
oh, what was me look and looks at the sideline and buttons his chitin's old school 1940s chin strap to his helmet and just mopes off the field cursing to himself. So I see the Niners win here. Um, um, I don't think it'll be like a blowout, but I see him win by a touchdown. I I love it. I I, I have the same. I have the same. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think there's some real question marks on the Packers. Um, I thought the Lions, the first half of that game on, on Monday night, they I was really surprised. They just yeah. they had no problem moving the ball. Um, I really like Kyle Shanahan as a coach. The only thing that gives me pause is that the Niners have some injuries in, in their secondary. A couple of cornerbacks have banged up. All the running backs are on the injury list. We know they lost Mostert for the year. Um, Trey, Trey Sermon was questionable. It looks like uh, Hasty and then the other kid. So, like, all three running backs are questionable. But, you know what, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Um, uh, I, I think Debo Samuel's been great so far this year. Um, yeah. He's he's now kind of playing as was expected of him um, coming out of college. So I like the Niners here. They've owned Rodgers uh, through the course of his career. Um, I don't. In fact, his his record in California is just really poor in general. I don't know if that yeah. matters, but um, I'll take the Niners here, laying the three as well. I, I like your prediction around a touchdown, six seven point game. Feels pretty good to me. Um, I take the Niners start three and zero. Last game, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. I come to the NFC East. They always get the Monday night games. It's like half. It feels like doesn't it feel like half the Monday night games are like NFC East games. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's just Washington Giants last week. Yeah, so I mean, that was a pretty good game too. But yeah, um, big game like you said. And you mentioned you're impressed with Hurts. I mean, I know they struggled last week, but um, that, that was maybe my overreaction to Week One. You know, I because yeah. last week I thought eh, from what I saw on, on Red Zone he was. Eh, you know, you know, and I think I think from my questions coming out of uh, Oklahoma for him was I just I didn't know if he was going to be consistently accurate enough. And like I said, in week one, I was really impressed with uh, Nick Sirianni, the head coach, how he actually tailored the offense to his skill set. Had him on a lot of boot, bootlegs outside the pocket stuff, designed runs. Hey, it's like um, it's like the head coach was actually paying attention to what the guy's good at. Hey, Matt Nagy, are you listening? You. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Right. I mean, and when Tim and I had this conversation last week, like, hey, if Nagy actually did this with Trubisky, I, I think, I, I, again, I still think Trubisky is going to, he might have a Ryan Tannehill-like career where he resurfaces uh, maybe in a couple of years as a starter. Um, yeah, I, I, think his, I think his skill set translates to, to today's NFL. He had a really poor head coach and, and that couldn't, properly used in the way he needed to be used um, yeah. little, little tangent on that but the That's all right. the cowboys in this game are favored by three and a half over under at 51 and a half um i'll go here i i, I i'm gonna hammer the over um i think i think this game gets into the high 20s low 30s we know the cowboys can can move the ball up and down the field um dak looks great um i love cd lamb he is I think he's going to be a star in the league. And then, of course, on the other side is Amari Cooper. They're just loaded. I don't believe in their defense still. I know they played pretty decent last week against the Chargers. I, I put that more on just an off game for the Chargers offense. Um, and I think the Eagles will be able to score here. And, and I, I also I don't necessarily think the Eagles have enough to slow them down. I will take the Eagles to cover the three and a half. 
if this was three, I might feel different. But with the hook there, I'll 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 take the Eagles to cover. I don't know if I don't necessarily think they they win, but I think this is a tight game, and so I'd take take the Eagles and the over. All right. Well, I agree on the over, but uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover that spread. Um, like I said, I think their offense. I'm big fan of Dak. I mean, good for him to come back and just tearing up like he is so far. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, big fan of Hurts. You know, I, I like, you know, back at Alabama when he got benched for Tua, he always seemed like a good teammate. So I'm happy that he's doing well. So I'll be rooting for both quarterbacks. But like you said, I don't know if the Eagles have enough to keep up. Um, do you like Devontae Devont- Smith, right? That's who's on the Eagles receiver. Right. Yeah. Do you like, big fan of him um, as well. It's kind of cool to see that Alabama camaraderie. But um, yeah, I just think Dak. In that offense, just that's too much. Uh, I think they'll win by, you know, like five or six is what I'm going to say. So cover that and hit the over. I think it'll be a fun game to watch. And uh, Monday night, right? Is that right? Yep. Yes. So, side note, have you been watching the Peyton Eli? Uh, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I was going to bring that up with you. Um, I didn't see it week one, but I did see it uh, a couple minutes ago. And uh, – I really enjoyed it when they had Gronk on. I thought that was really cool. And then um, uh, Pat McAfee to end the game when the game was in garbage time was, it was great because well, on Monday night, I don't know about you, but I'm usually watching that kind of stuff alone. Right. And I'm not talking to anyone. So, uh, you know, in a blowout game like that, like, well, I still kind of want to check it out fantasy if I have any bets. Um, but so it's nice just to hear Peyton and Eli, who I think are both, pretty good. Peyton's kind of, he kind of sets Eli up, but Eli seemed like he was, you know, from what I understood better than he was in week one. Is that right? Yeah. I've watched, I've been looking forward to it uh, <laughs> both weeks. I, I think it's like, you kind of nailed it. Peyton's kind of like the leader and Eli just always has a little grin on his face, just watching the TV and just says Thomas to himself, but it's just very entertaining. Like I said, like sometime I'll not turn it off, but I usually have it on the background, but now I want to hear what they're saying. It's just cool to see. You know how upset they get if, you know, like week one, Peyton got mad that the crowd wouldn't get quiet for Derek Carr. And, and he was joking that, you know, everyone would get quiet Indy. And Pat McAfee said, like, you know, babies in the hospital will stop crying when Peyton said be quiet. So it's just yeah. fun to hear their banter back and forth. And I'm looking forward to – I don't even watch the main broadcast anymore. I'm just looking forward to watching them on Monday. Yeah. Right. It's, it's absolutely awesome. So do you think Peyton – is it a situation where he's not going to take a, a booth job because of the travel and where he can just, he can just set up from home and, and do this thing? I mean, why would you? I mean, I guess if you can sit at home, like you said, and just probably make a boatload of money and, you know, I'm sure they're getting, I don't know their ratings. I don't know if you have that on hand or know any idea about that, but I feel like no. it's probably pretty good. A lot of my buddies are watching it and it's just, you know, and even my wife will come, you know, watch and just say, Oh, you know, and Eli, there's kind of funny, you know, banter back and forth. So I think it's, and the guests, like I say, that keeps it fresh. So it's not that I'm just talking back and forth the whole yeah. time. I was going to say, I bet, I bet Colts fans are just, they just get a hard on watching this whole broadcast. Every, like, oh man, Peyton is coming, it's coming. And I, you know, I respect Peyton. He's, he's, he's funny and he's got a great football mind and he has a, he, he's really good at conveying what, what's going on on the field. So he is doing a good job. I just, I, I always laugh when I uh, Colts fans still just react to him in such a uh, positive manner like that. He's a God. He's a God. I he miss is. Him. I miss he him. Is. 
Um, I got a parlay I'm going to run by you. Um, it's uh, This is my parlay of the week. It's at plus 165. It's not a huge number, but this is this is free money, Colin. It, it's, it really is. It's uh, Denver Broncos money line, so to win the game against the Jets at home. Um, that's I mean, that's that's a layup. Uh, the Titans are going to beat the the Colts at home. Uh, I don't care. Who's, I don't care who's starting. Um, Derrick Henry was back last week. The, the Titans look like themselves once again. And uh, Lamar Jackson just destroys bad teams. And he's going to do it again this week against the Lions. It's a big number, but I'm going to tease it down to minus six and a half. So the Ravens got to win by a touchdown. They'll probably they'll probably win this game by double digits, but just to be safe. So parlay that with the Titans Broncos. It's at plus one sixty five. I'm telling you, go to the bank, put a hundred dollars on it. You win one hundred sixty five bucks. And I got an additional bonus for you. I think the Bears are going to cover with Justin Fields. Uh, really? Wow. That 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 game uh, is uh, going off with the Browns favored by seven. Um, it's not necessarily uh, because of fields. It's because I think of how good the defense um, is, is rounding into form for the Bears. You know, they really look like the 2018 Bears uh, Sunday against the Bengals. I know it's Cincinnati, but the Browns have some injuries. Uh, Landry is out. He's on injury reserve. Um, I think I think Odell's going to be back, but we don't really know what he's going to look like. So I would take the Bears to cover the seven there. All. I mean, the, the popular side is going to be Cleveland, so I like to go the other way, and I think it'll be the Bears. Uh, to cover. Um, any, other, yep. any other thoughts on week three for you, or you just uh, you just, you just ready for that Monday night broadcast? <laughs> I am so ready for Peyton <laughs> Eli, man. I can't wait. But I got, I got a little parlay of myself, a three-game parlay for you. Oh, great. So I'm, I'm going to hop on that. Ravens, Lamar, love Lamar, huge fan. Dickie, you know, they crushed the Lions there. Um, the next one I'm hoping kind of, uh, the Cardinals, um, I mean, it's the Jaguars. So, I mean, I think they're going to just cover that as well. Um, and the last one, um, my dear friend, John Feltz is a big, you know, Dolphins fan, but, um, without two, uh, I don't see them competing with the Raiders. So, you know, love Jacoby, loved him with the Colts, but I just think the Raiders just, I mean, I think it's gonna be bad. I think it's gonna be bad. So that's my three teams. Yeah, really? that would be very bad. I guess what do you think I, about that? I, I, li- I like the Jags and the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. There we, there's finally we disagree on something. So we'll see what happens there. I do. We can't wait to see. I, 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 think you ha- I think you have to take the Jags at home plus seven. Nope. It's just, it's, so, <laughs> so one, of my, one of my just my betting rules is if you're getting a home dog at a touchdown, yeah, so, that's a lot. That's a it's a, lot. It's a lot. Right. The Cardinals are. We know they're much better. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence has looked really, really bad. Yeah, like, he hasn't looked good. Like I don't know if this this is like busworthy, but like he hasn't looked good so far. And and we know we know the situation with Urban Meyer. Like, is he going to go to USC? Uh, like he this no. this NFL thing just doesn't feel right for him it just it, it feels like a ticking clock to me where like by week eight he's you know he's done a bobby petrino where he's like yeah sorry guys i'm not used to losing i'm i'm out i'm done yeah yeah uh, i can see that happening i can see that and, happening and, and then the other game everything lines up for the raiders right i mean the dolphins playing uh jacoby um 
Although I think is Carr hurt or is he banged up? I thought I saw he was. I think banged he's up. banged up. I think I think he's I think he's playing, but I think he might be a little banged up. But uh, um, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I I, I kind of don't mind the plus four. Again, I, I I I gravitate toward everything lines up, so you just take the opposite. True, it's, it's almost just, too it's, good to be true. It's yeah. too good to be true. I mean, are the Raiders are the Raiders that good at football? True, that's a good point. Are they just kind of like squeaking by here? Their first, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm not I'm not poo pooing your your parlay. I uh, I, okay, I, will, I like it. We'll we'll put it on the on the best bet picks for sure, um, and we'll we'll see how those line up. But um, yeah, so I'm excited to see Fields. I'm I'm excited to see a couple of the games that we talked about. I think it's going to be a really nice week. Um, all right, do we need to? <laughs> we really need to get to the exciting part of, of this podcast. Um, and, and so I, I'm going to, I'm going to set it up for folks. Uh, you and I have been, uh, I guess a fan of the, the horror movie genre for quite a while. In fact, it's guided a lot of our discussions for the past few years. Um, if there's a horror movie that comes out, if there's a show, you know, on streaming or whatever, we'll say, Hey man, you've seen this, we checked it out. You know, we'll share our thoughts um, once we both watched it, but we, we like to converse about this. It's just kind of one of the things that we've done. Um, so last week when I asked you to be on the podcast, I had the idea that we could do uh, a first on your best bet, which, which is a movie review. Um, and it, it, of course it had to be a horror movie it was a temporary release on HBO Max, I think, for a month, and then and then it was going to be, I don't know, just it just goes the fuck away, I guess, or something, right? It's just not on HBO Max after a month, right? Um, and, and the reason why is because I I had heard so much buzz about this movie uh, for a good week and a half, and you know, I, I I would see something on Twitter, I would see something on Facebook, and I. I'd be like, what, what's, what's the deal? You know? And so when I see that much buzz about a movie, good and bad polarizing, it seems I, I got to see it. So the movie is malignant. The body of Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders as they're happening. And I asked you to watch it. You watched it first. Uh, I believe it Thursday, Friday ish. Um, yes. And, and I was surprised because I expected to see it first. So you watched it first. You just, you gave me your brief thoughts. Like you said, it wasn't what I expected. So I didn't want, want it to disturb my, my thoughts of the movie. Um, so then I got to watch it Saturday. Um, so now we're going to hear, here we are. We're going to talk about it. Um, and, and so for anyone from this point forward, if you have the intention of watching Malignant, uh, great James Wan uh, directed this, the guy that directed Saw, the Conjuring movies, uh, Aquaman, um, you know, great, innovative uh, mind and really respected director. Um, now is the point where you'd stop listening if you have the intention of this movie, because we're going to blow it out of the water from this point on. Um Okay, so malignant. Uh, the, the the premise is this woman has visions of um, she, she can actually see people getting murdered, and she's actually in the room as it happens. Um, and then she wakes up and she's in her bed. Um, so that's that's the premise. Now, before we get into it too in depth. 
I'm going to start by saying this is the most bonkers movie I've seen in a long, long time. Um, and it took me a while after I watched it Saturday where I was like, okay. And then now today's we're recording this on Wednesday night. Now I'm like, I love this movie um, because it's so, it was so much fun and it wasn't necessarily scary that you had, you had your typical like jumps, you know, more in the first half of the movie, but it was just so much fun and so ridiculously crazy that I, I kind of love it now. I, I don't know where you landed, if it's anywhere close to my enthusiasm for it. Sure. No, um, I'm, I guess a huge horror thriller mystery, you know, uh, fan of this, but, but I kind of, I guess, you know, I didn't read anything about it. Um, I think maybe give me a quick, like, you know, uh, synopsis of kind of what it was before we watched it. But I kind of was expecting more of like a conjuring um, stuff like that or insidious, which that shit scares the crap out of me. So I, I kind of mentioned to you like the ghost uh, devil stuff, that stuff kind of gets me a little bit more, but then yeah. this, this one, like I said, was just so fun. It kind of reminded me of being like in high school. We used to go to Coventry 13. I don't remember that. Uh, and of course, yeah. Yeah. Watch like dollar, yes. dollar Thursday or something. And just like, we'd all be hollering at the screen. And that kind of brought me back to that kind of feeling where you're watching like a, I don't want to say scream, but that kind of pops in my head. Kind of like a fun, um, you know, horror flick. And that's what it kind of reminded me of. I was kind of like, holy shit, when fuck would happen. Um, right. Right. The, you know, crazy. You know, jail scene and just the detective falling you know 80 feet and surviving on a trash can um but we kind of talk about how i love like you know, the cinematography the camera work just he's great i like like his transitions where she the room changes and the overhead camera work and just the the, the music adds a lot to it yeah. so i i kind of like the feel of it more um but it was super fun once i got to once you saw the uh teratoma i, I believe that's what's called I was like, what the hell is going on? So, you know, that kind of is response to me. I was like, well, I, I definitely want to watch it again now that I've seen it to see if I enjoy it more or less or right. catch on things or whatnot. So I don't know what you feel about that. So I, I do want to see it again um, yeah. because that, that will help me um, see things in the first half of the movie that I, I didn't notice until the big reveal happens. Um, so you mentioned, you mentioned the, the big reveal. So, um, Sorry, know, spoilers. No, that's why it's why I mentioned it. So the, the detectives on the case, you know, they eventually link up with Madison, who is the, the, the lead in the, in, the, in the film. So it turns out when she was a child, she had um, she had a parasitic twin and um, it, it was it was alive. Right. Like, right. And so they had to I, I really like the little arms, you know, in that scene when they cut it out. Yeah. So, so they had to cut Gabriel, the parasitic twin, and they had, I guess, whatever was remaining of him, they had to stuff into the back of her head and sew her, sew it up. Yeah. <laughs> and so early in the early in the movie, she she had a boyfriend who was abusive and appeared to just be a total you know dick, whatever. Um, sure. So he 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 banged her head up against the wall, and when it did that, it, it fucking it fucking woke up Gabriel. Yeah. yeah. And that night. Um, uh, Gabriel took the boyfriend out and then Gabriel went on this spree of killing, um, which he was avenging everyone that had wronged him from the, the, the surgery. So the doctors, the, the lead doctor, the nurses, that, like three or four people. And 
every time Madison would wake up and she would be in her bed and then she'd have blood on the back of her head. Every time you'd be like, oh man, she can't get over that, that wound when the boyfriend slammed her head against the wall. But it turned out it was because Gabriel had emerged from the back of her head. Um, so eventually, you know, halfway through the movie, the, the detectives thought Madison was the one, you know, at least involved or one of the prime suspects. Right. Um, and, and then her sister was trying to, to figure out what was going on. Um, so she had her sister drove back to the, the hospital where this was the surgery was performed when she was 11, 12 years old. Which, by the way, the hospital right on a fucking cliff by the ocean. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. so she parks her car right on the cliff. She goes into this vacant hospital. And she goes, she knows right where to go. She goes to the basement, goes right to the file. And that's when she, she found out sort of what happened. And then there's also these, these videos where Madison's talking to Gabriel and it's because Gabriel's still in her head in her brain. Right. Um, so the scene where, so the scene where you see where, you know, the old video of where they're removing the, the parasitic twin slash teratoma, that was the big, what the fuck scene. You know, I was like, yeah. Whoa. Um, so all that time, Gabriel had been killing people, and Madison was asleep or something. And but she, that's when she was having the visions because she was actually there in the room. And now I will say, those scenes were really cool. How James Wan did those with the visuals were really different, and it gave like a three sixty kind of um, you know like spin around of, of of the room and just some really cool stuff with the camera work as you mentioned and. Uh, but the whole idea was so bonkers, right? I mean, I, I've, I've not seen anything like it. And I think at that point is where it kind of jumped off from being a horror movie to almost almost like an action. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, really, I was going to say the only part that really like scared me actually was right in the beginning when the boyfriend, like, it's so stupid, but like the TV would turn on and then the blender and then the fridge would open. I'm like, that, I'm like, oh, there's a ghost. And then when the, the shadow appears behind him, that, you know, takes him out. That's what I was like, oh, I'm scared. But then, like you said, when it started to get more action fil- uh, flick with them, well, I mean, especially like the police station scene and the the, the jail, I mean, where the, the Gabriel literally, or well, yeah, Gabriel puts his arm through another girl's stomach completely. And then, you know, I mean, it's just tearing apart these poor ladies. Um, but that was just like, yeah, I, I felt like this is like almost like campy and, and fun, like you say. It was more... right. Just like what the hell is happening? So it was more fun then. I was I was in bed watching. I'm like, what is happening with this movie? So I I, I enjoy that, that aspect of it where it's not a predictable you know horror, horror film. So I did enjoy that, but it was a crazy crazy premise, and I think he kind of pulled it off. Um, I, th- I think so. I yeah. think so. I mean, everyone like I said, it's it's very polarizing. Not everyone that's a horror movie buff is going to be, you know. I guess impressed with it. They're not going to be a fan of it. And right. I get it. I get why it's, and I, I, I read a couple of interviews afterward. His wife had this whole idea. She had done some, you know, she oh. had seen this and, uh, you know, and heard of this, uh, this, you know, this parasitic twin idea. And so she thought they could make a movie. So it was her idea. He said he was really interested in that doing the same thing, like a conjuring, you know, like you know, the whole thing you're mentioning, the ghosts and demons, that kind of thing. So I was, I was impressed that he just went for it and went for something completely different. Um, 
we talked earlier in the day about about some of the what the fuck scenes the, the jail scene where she madison's in jail and then there's like 10 15 other women and gabriel emerges from the back of her head and all the women <laughs> are like what <laughs> and yeah. uh, the, the lady with the mullet you know especially awesome. yeah and she i mean that was just it was what the fuck within it was like that was kind of an awesome scene where she was it just was. Rip, she was ripping through their bodies. I mean, and if if you hate gore, you're probably not going to like it, but I, it doesn't bother me. I just I was surprised how much you know gore there was. So she gets out of jail and then she goes into the actual police station and just, I mean, it's 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 kind of unbelievable. Um, and, and you know, of course, it ends up where um, you know she is or, or Gabriel's going to the birth mom in the hospital and, and trying to take her out. And, you know, I had some, I had some confusing things too. I had written down, like, how did he control the electricity all the time? I didn't really get that. Did you? No, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't really think about how he controlled that. I don't know. And then I was also confused at the end when, you know, the sister got shot in the head and then yeah, the mom flatlined. I was like, did that, yeah. did they die? And then they didn't. So I didn't know if that was, right her taking over the brain and shutting him out, which I don't know if you think if you feel like they'd like leave it open for another one or something when she's I like, so. oh, I can control you. You can't, you know, be like, but I'll be ready when you come back. So, right. Right. Yeah. Cause Gabriel's not, he's not gone. I mean, yeah, and, but if they do a sequel, what, I mean, who gets charged with all those murders? Good, that's a good point. And what kind of movie would they make it? Would they make it kind of like that? Or is right. it going to be, I mean, it can't really be scary. It's going to be more, ridiculous or more or is he you know actually yeah. gonna do a, another movie i mean i, I could see it happening but I, I don't know how he'd pull that off but i didn't think he could pull this off and it, it was super fun so yeah <laughs> maybe he will yeah um yeah so it, in the end it was not what we expected at all um <laughs> i i think from what it sounds like i i loved it a little bit more than you did um just sure. just just the pure ridiculous of it, of it really, it just, I don't know, it just made me happy. And like, I think about it still, like I thought about it today at work and in some parts just made me smile because it was so, it's so crazy. Um, so if anyone really wants just a fun experience and, and, and there's some campiness, there's some over dramatic scenes, like where she tells her sister, um, I'm adopted. And then the music that kind of elevates <laughs> yeah. and she's like, <gasps> You know, like that. It's it's, yeah. it's there's some really funny moments, but the music was kind of cool. It felt very eighties ish, yeah. and um, it felt very good for the moment. Um, so, malignant. I'm I'm still in on. What are you know? We we kind of talked about this last week the, uh, in our text, but you know, you said that the best horror movie, or I don't know if it's best or scariest that you've seen in the last few years was was It Follows. Um, for anyone that hasn't seen that, I, I highly recommend. That's one of my favorites as well. You know, the, uh, the one that I mentioned that to a lot of people that was my favorite and was really disturbing was uh, Hereditary uh, with Tony Collette. I mean, that movie, that movie stuck with me uh, for a while. And so there's scenes in that movie that I think of where I'm like, oh, my God, that was that was hard to watch. Um, so is there is there any other movie or set of movies that you've just been totally down with the last few years? Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it there. I mean, it follows. It's probably the last one that's really like scared me, and it's um, just like the music and uh, just the whole premise of it. It's also kind of innovative and new, but that was more very '80s feeling with the music and just the yeah. Yeah. 
you know, someone just slowly hunt you down was kind of creepy, but um, hereditary, that was just fucked up. Uh, <laughs> the head getting knocked off. I was the like, head. Oh my God, this movie. That's is, the this one. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm trying to think, you know, I haven't really seen many well, movies much, but yeah. And I was going to mention you know, the, the production company, a 24. So they're, they're, they're the sort of the new horror movie production company. They did hereditary. They did uh, midsummer, which is something I just watched recently. It came out a couple of years ago yeah. and it's, it's, it's more not, it, it's, it's these horror movies that are more about this kind of feeling of dread and, um, you know, family issues, but they, they build it up. And, and that's kind of what hereditary was in a way. Um, but there, it's not so about so much about ghosts or demonic things or, or like that, but, and, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging that those, those movies with that by midsummer. I know you haven't seen that. It's, it's, it was really different and not what I expected at all, but, um, okay. but it was pretty cool as well. Um, you know, so there's, I, I know you're into more of the streaming, um, you know, horror ventures. And I think I've seen less of those than you have. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm more of a, I like the series a little bit more nowadays just because, I mean, obviously you can stream, I mean, I can stream the movies too, but I just like, it's a longer story usually. Um, but one movie that did pop in my head that's actually on Netflix, I think I mentioned to you, it's a trilogy and I've only had, unfortunately watched the first one, but it's Fear Street. Um, I think the first one's like Fear Street 1984 maybe, but they're all different times but that was good that felt like a like a scream slash i'm not gonna give anything away but like a scream slash feel slash friday the 13th you know it was right. it was pretty cool I, I enjoyed that that's probably the last good scary movie i've seen right. and i right. plan to watch the next two just haven't got to it quite yet you know there's yeah. lots of stuff out there you know there is yeah and there's one that's coming on netflix friday called midnight mass um yes that's that's, that's gotten a lot of positive buzz um, so I think we'll both be checking that out for sure. Yeah. Very um, excited for that one. Yeah. Very cool. Um, swimming into view. What's, what's going on? Any, anything upcoming for you guys? Hey, appreciate that. You know, funny you asked. Appreciate that. Uh, we're playing at, um, it's called the muddy river concert series next Wednesday, the 29th. So a week from today that we're recording this, um, at five 30 nice. at Promenade park. Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah, we play 5.30 or 6.30, um, and we're still kind of working on some finishing up our new album and whatnot. Um, I know Josh Cross, shout out to him. He does all your sound and whatnot, so he's a yep. busy guy. Thanks, Josh. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> but after that, we're looking at maybe some shows maybe around Halloween, and uh, maybe there's going to be an acoustic set at the uh, 07, hmm. possibly, around Thanksgiving. Nice. So um, we're staying busy. You know, it's we try to get Very together cool. once a week, and jam stuff so we'll hopefully be out there more and more very cool well hey yeah if anyone's not busy next wednesday night prominent park is a cool place to hang out and uh catch these guys that would be a fun uh, fun date night if you guys if anyone gets a chance to go do that for sure uh colin man i've been looking forward to this one just to talk about the ridiculous movie so i'm glad we got a chance to do that thank you for agreeing to watch it uh alongside of me so we could talk about it and uh thanks for coming on top of the nfl man Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Looking forward to uh, any time when I talk about NFL or some scary shows or movies again. Let's do it. You know I'm down. And we and we got IU basketball just just in the offing here. So uh, since since the football team's looking a little little dicey, a little dicey, a little rough, a little rough. So yeah, yeah we're looking forward yeah. to basketball big time, big time. Sure. 
your best bets. Catch us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I'll have some picks up uh, by Friday. Uh, Cullen's picks, my picks for the game, the five we talked about, parlays up. Um, of course, I could have talked about the Ryder Cup for another hour, but I didn't want to yeah. subject Cullen to that again. <laughs> um, if you haven't checked out a, a Ryder Cup podcast before the Ryder Cup starts Friday, check it out on Thursday if you can. And uh, everyone, again, thanks for listening and supporting the show. 